Episode 15. This is the Danden and RJ Machismo podcast. Um, this is Danden. Uh, and tonight, um, we are my fr- uh, the co host, uh, RJ Machismo. Um, he, he currently can't come in uh, tonight because uh, he's celebrating his, um, his birthday. So, happy birthday to uh, Mrs. Machismo. Shout out. Um, so tonight we got a special guest. Uh, we got the homie uh, Mike Reyes, aka underscore Iron Mike, on uh, Twitter and IG. Uh, thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for reaching out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. You know, I've I've known you through a mutual friend, and I've seen you through social media, and then you know Nike Talk, well, we, we, which we can talk more about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, uh, you know, we we're actually on uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, Apple Podcasts and also on SoundCloud. So I uh, appreciate you guys supporting us. Um, you know, much appreciated. So yeah, so um, so a little icebreaker, Mike. Um, tell us more about yourself. So uh, again, thank you for having me and reaching out. I feel honored to be a guest on your podcast. Uh, my name is Mike Reyes. Uh, my full name is Michelangelo Reyes. Um, I am born and raised in LA. Uh, I'm a designer. So I started out doing graphic design. I studied graphic design. I did that for a few years, jumped into footwear design and then color and material design. And now I do product design for an accessories company. Um, that's a whole other journey. We can get into that later. Uh, other than that, like I just love shoes, man. I love shoes, basketball, uh, sneak, sneakers, same thing. And I've been doing this a long time and just happy to be here, man. Cool man, and I'm assuming you know you're you're a Lakers fan, right? Oh yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. So who, who tell, tell us who's your who's your favorite player now on the on the squad? Who we just on the squad about? right now? My my favorite player is LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what's funny is that uh, you you don't have a lot of people who grew up in LA who who are LeBron fans. Like usually, if you you grew up in LA, you're like, oh, I love Kobe. Rest in peace. You know. Uh, but like you hated LeBron, but me, I was like, yo, I love Kobe and I love LeBron. Like I, I was one of the few cats who like wow. really appreciated LeBron. Yeah. So like, uh, people would look at me funny when I, I bear, uh, buy the LeBron shoes and stuff like that. But I'm like, Hey man, like some sick shoes. <laughs> hey, hey man, shout out to you. Cause like from what I've observed, you know, living here almost 10 years now, like, I don't understand. I, I, I get why people hate LeBron. I hated LeBron when he was a Cleveland, when I was a Wizards fan, when he, he, course, he couldn't get yeah. passed by him. But uh-huh. I, I couldn't understand, like, why, like, people in L.A. hated LeBron when he was, you know, with the, with the Cavs, when he was in Miami. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think people hated him? I think it was because it was, like, in, in our eyes, he was kind of like Kobe's rival. Mm. even though they never really faced off in the playoffs or finals or whatever. I think uh, he was kind of the, just a guy who was always on Kobe's coattails, like trying to, not coattails, but like always chasing Kobe's legacy, you know, or challenging it when, you know, what is it, like 06, uh, when Kobe was like killing it and then LeBron was like going up there too. I think that was when everyone was kind of like, oh, well, if you're not with Kobe, you're against Kobe. So it, you pick one or the other, at least over here in LA, right? Even though we never saw them in the playoffs, we never really, we see them two times in the regular season, but for some reason, everyone just had to, to hate LeBron, right? Because if it's not Kobe, then we got to hate everybody else. Oh man. Well, you know, now that, you know, he's with the Lake Show now, and then one more win to the NBA Finals, Ooh. I'm sure, and hopefully, you know, 
the diehard Laker fans, diehard Kobe fans can make amends, accept the, the current success, and then, you know, y'all, you know it's, they're on the way to, to, to get 17. You know, it's just going to be a tough task. Yeah, no, I think I think now, especially, um, I mean, sadly, after Kobe passed away, I think LeBron kind of like was able to bring the city together, and it's like, and especially with the, with the good play he's had recent, like in the last year, uh, he was able to win the fans over. Like, hey, um, you know, this isn't Kobe versus LeBron. This is like LeBron trying to do it for the city, you know, or like at least for the Lakers, you know. So uh, I think now it's a different story. I don't think that. I don't see the hate for LeBron that I did last year. You remember when they had the mural and stuff like that, and people yeah. were, like, uh, defacing the, the LeBron murals and all that stuff. Now I think um, the city has welcomed LeBron a little bit a little bit better. For sure. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad the basketball is back. We had it for three, you know, three months, four months. So, you know, yeah, yeah definitely. So, um, so more about yourself, Mike. Um, I know you, you touched a little bit that you work with, you know, sneaker companies. Um, so what's it, what, what was it like, uh, you know, working for, you know, um, your previous profession, like with sneaker companies by designing footwear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I used to work for DC shoes. Well, oh, uh, let me, let me backtrack. So the, the road that led me to DC shoes was that I was working, uh, graphic design, right? I went to college studying graphic design. Um, and I started working for like an advertising agency and I was doing ads for like nonprofit organizations. Like, uh, well, like American Red Cross, uh, like food banks and stuff like that. Uh, but at some point, I think I got a little like uninterested. Like it's really re- rewarding working for those kind of companies. You know, you're helping people who, in need. But at some point, I was still really young. I was like maybe 20, 24. That's not young. When I was there. <laughs> it's not, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm not 18 or whatever, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In, you know, as a new grad, you jump right into that. It's not the most exciting thing to work for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think my, my director kind of saw that and they're like, hey, you should kind of like find something else you're more interested in. So I I left there and I decided like, forget it. Let's do footwear design. Like I went into graphic design trying to study footwear design because uh, at the time you don't really know where to go to study footwear, right? Like out of, call, out of high school, uh, I was like, I need an industrial design degree to be a footwear designer, but wow. uh, I don't think there were too many, yeah, there weren't too many uh, spots in LA that, that offered that at the time. So I went into graphic design, and then uh, after I left that spot, I was like, all right, let's go full throttle, let's go for sneakers. So then I, um, I, I went all the way to Portland, studied footwear design in, in Portland, the mecca of, of sneakers, and uh, I landed at DC Shoes afterwards because it was local right all the all the shoe spots nike adidas are all in in portland so uh there's like a handful here in la there's like dc vans sketchers <laughs> it's not yeah. very pretty but there, there's a handful out here so i jumped over to dc and i was doing color and material design out there so i wasn't um i wasn't technically designing shoes from scratch i was taking models and creating a cool colorways for it which which I kind of had more fun with because it's a yeah. lot less stressful than uh, kind of having to build out a shoe, but it, it, it lets you play with the stories and storytell through, through materials and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mateo. I see Mateo in the background. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Mateo. Hey, hey what's up? Say hey, what's up? Hi. He's <laughs> <laughs> just playing. Yeah. yeah uh, but yeah, so uh, 
DC was interesting. It was a, a crazy jump because usually uh, my my passion for shoes is in like basketball, right? And uh, those kind of sneakers. So you throw me into a, a skating company and I kind of didn't really know where to start, right? Because that's a different uh, different client or a different uh, customer base. So that was a, a whole other thing, just getting used to that. And then uh, after that, I, I left DC uh, because of like budget cuts. It was like, oh, I was a, okay. yeah, so I, I was only there for like maybe half a year. Because half a they, year? Yeah, they made like a, a crazy acquisition. They had purchased, what was it? It was like some other company that was part of, uh, that owned like Ruka and a bunch of like other action sports companies. Mm-hmm. So since I was like the last one in, I was the first one out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So they had to make room for all the people that they just purchased, like through the, um, the the companies so they let go the new guy so oh, um, man, that sucks. it was because i was really like i was really hands-on about like yo we're gonna make dc shoes cool you know yeah I mean? it's not the most glamorous thing but i was i was like coming up with all these crazy stories i had all these other designs um but you know it was it was satisfying just being able to get my shoes made you know that that was a crazy thing to be like hey i designed these shoes and now it's on sale in this uh website or in these stores you know so that was so, a that was a, a fun thing so what what shoe did you design um i mean it's crazy like within half a year like you were able to design something as far as like mm-hmm. your you know creative process you know i'm sure there mm-hmm. were sketches um mm-hmm. you know you had your prototypes and then final draft what i mean what what shoes did you design or help design in at dc shoes so what's funny is that uh when I got hired, I got hired for, uh, for kids shoes. So, so not only was I not in basketball, I was in skate, but on top of not being able to do men's shoes, which I'm comfortable with, I was having to do kids shoes, which is a whole different thing. You got yeah, yeah, to yeah. make sure. Yeah. So I was doing uh, color material design for kids shoes and I was able to design, what is it? Two, two seasons. Two seasons? Two seasons of, yeah. So we, they kind of compressed their, their design process. Mm-hmm. And I, I was able to design way more than I should have in six months. And yo, that, that's crazy. Yeah. So it was a it was a good learning experience. But to to like to answer your question, in order to to design the shoes, you kind of have like a whole brief within your uh, your department. Yeah. Like, hey, this is the this is the direction we're going with. This is the theme and design colors around these themes, right? So like um, let's say, what is it? Let's do like uh, holiday. No, no, let's do, mm-hmm. yeah, holiday, uh, fall holiday, for example, right? So they'll come at you and be like, all right, these are the seasonal colors that, yeah. that, uh, that you know, they're trend setting, right? They, they look, they uh, do trend research to find out what's going to be popular a, right. year, a year and a half in advance. Right. So, um, you kind of have to do all the research to see what's popping, right? And then you have to apply that to the shoes and tell a story with it. So each each season we had a theme, and uh, I think I'm past the point where I could say stuff like. No, that's cool. I mean, you're no longer with them anymore, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I think at the time they were doing stuff with uh, certain cities, right? They find inspiration from like Tokyo or um, what was it? I think when I was there, it was like Russia, which was kind of problematic at the time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because because I guess uh, Moscow had like a big skate scene. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I think a lot of like cool stuff would come from this if we kind of like twist the stories around. So uh, 
then they had the the design team. You go in there and you do your own research and come up with your own ideas. Yeah. And you pitch it to everybody else. Then the creative director will be like, oh, I like this story. I like this story. Um, let's all design off of that. Mm-hmm. And then it's more like honing down the story and the different color themes. So like um, one of the things I helped design was called the, they call it the blue line. Well, that was my story. I call it the blue line because. Blue line. Okay. Yeah. Because um, in Moscow, there was a, a park, like a, a legendary skate park. I think it's called Victory Park. Mm-hmm. Or is that, is that the right one? There, well, there is a, a legendary skate park. And um, one of the things that's super interesting about Russia, I'm going to get super deep on this stuff. But, no, uh, no, that's cool, man. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the interesting things about Russia is that they have a bunch, their, their train system is crazy, right? Their subway system. So um, one of the, the train lines that actually hits all of the major skate parks is the blue line. So I was like, okay, so we'll, we'll call this line the blue line. And yeah. um, th- their, uh, their subway systems are super intricate and uh, uh, fancy looking. They're kind of, mm-hmm. I think the, the description was like, it's uh, like an underground museum. Like you go down there, like you go down, down into the subway and you know how in like LA and like New York, the, the subway system's kind of dirty and grimy. Like in Russia, it's like the complete opposite. It's like super ornate and fancy. So, um, I was like, that's a cool thing where, like, you're tying in high, fancy stuff. Right. Uh, and uh, low, you know, because I think when you think of skateboarding, you don't think of, like, super luxury stuff. You think of, like, mm-hmm. grungy, like, street cats just, like, skating on the street or whatever, you know? Right. So I was like, that's a cool way to bring the two together. And then you have a color, the blue line. So just, like, if you – we designed a whole series of shoes that had, like, simple blue accents. Yeah. With, like um, – like luxurious colors like vanilla like off-white type colors you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that was my my main story and it got pushed through to, to production I was like, yeah this is gonna be it but then <laughs> i didn't i didn't get to see it come into fruition like I, I by the time like it was supposed to go out like i was gone i was <laughs> i was like yeah it, that hurt my soul and then on top of that i think what, what team is that it's uh i think it's the sales team they're kind of in charge Oh no, the merchandising team. Like, no matter how cool of a story you tell, like, right. I, and this goes within any brand. It doesn't matter if it's like DC, Nike, whatever. Like, the merchandising team will tell you, like, oh hey, um, we don't like how this looks. I don't like that blue. Let's change it because it won't match up with this and this. So that, like, that could have like butchered up some things. That happened a lot when I was doing all the kids shoes. Uh, I'd be like, oh, this is some really cool stuff. Yeah, and then. And then the merchandising team will be like, oh, let's just make it all black. And it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, is it yeah. because, like, you're you're a new guy that, you know, I guess they have their say, oh, yeah, you know, by the way, we wanted to turn it black or whatever color. It's more popular. Yeah, yeah. That type of shoe. I, I, came in, I came in there as, like, the new guy with a young excitement about working in shoes. Yeah. Everyone was kind of already tired of it. So I was throwing them all these ideas. And they're like, remember, this is kids' shoes. So kids they're going to get their shoes dirty. So we'll make it all black uh-huh. or make it black and gray or all dark colors. And I'm like, what about these, like, these like uh, white suede, or, like, uh, you know, vanilla colored suede that will look real cool on these shoes. They're like, no, nah, I don't, I don't care about that. Oh like, man. We're trying to make these last a long time for these kids, which makes sense. You know? Yeah. Like the, it's, it's a different consumer. Like I, I went in there trying to fire off crazy ideas. Like this was 2018 and mm-hmm. I was, um, I was trying to bring them a bunch of ideas that hadn't been used in a while from like Nike. Because I mean, I think most sneakerheads, right? Like they're they're um, 
their passion comes a lot from like Nike and Jordan. Right. Yep. So for me, I was like, Hey, uh, Nike hasn't used tearaway in a long time. Uh, we should do like, you know, the tearaway vandals. You remember those? Yeah, man. I, I remember yeah. those. I wanted them. Me too. And I was like, yo, that's a shoe I really wanted. And I think it would be fun, you know, off white stuff was popping off like Virgil mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was like, it's a lot of like do it yourself type looks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I told them, I was like, Hey, uh, Nike hasn't used tearaway in a while. They've used like the skate away, like the when they did those SB ones where you skate off the black and it turns into like the the black and reds or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you guys should take uh, tearaway and bring it to men's, and it'll be a cool thing. And it'll be, you know, you haven't seen it in a while. You get uh, all the popularity, and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Mike, like whatever. Oh and then, man. Yeah, yeah. And then next next thing you know, Nike brings it back for like the Jordan Twelves or whatever. And with the wings, like, a, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. remember where you you you, tear, uh, you, uh, you you like cut off the black, and then underneath there's a crazy pattern on it. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, oh no, I think that was, I'm not sure if it was the wings or the Chinese New Year, but there was the wings one too, where it was a wear away where it it changed colors or something like that. Like there's, there's a bunch of stuff where I was like, hey, you should do this and that and this, and they didn't listen to me. And then like the year and a half down the line, like Nike does it, and I'm like, see. <laughs> Like, they I didn't listen to you, man. Though. But like, uh, I mean, it's a business. I I get it. You can't, you yeah. can't uh, gamble too much on the new guy. But now, uh, hey, here we are. DC still kind of DC. Yeah. Like, they they're trying. I'll I'll give them that. I still have homies there. Shout out to the homies at DC. But like, man, if we would have caught that energy at the right time, it would have been something crazy. But hey, so it, what, it is what, what, it is, what years um what years did you work in? I mean, what year did you work at a DC shoes? Uh, it was 2018 to 2019. Oh man, yeah, it was during that. You know, I mean, it wasn't big right now mm-hmm. on on skateboarding, but mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing too. Like, uh, you know, like chunky shoes were coming back. Everyone was wearing like a triple S's and stuff like that. The the Balenciagas, right? And then they were trying to bring a bunch of old school stuff back that was popular for them, mm-hmm. and it like, um, it worked a little bit, but I don't know. It was. Is weird. They kind of got caught up in the SB hype now, so it's kind of like everyone's on SBs and like the the DC stuff. Like, yeah. it's getting a little bit of traction, but it's just not as much as it it could have been, you know. No, it's cool. I mean, like I said, you at least you had the experience. You got you got a taste of what the sneaker corporate industry is like. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not to say it's cutthroat. Unfortunately, yeah, you had to catch that bad end of the stick. But what what's most important is that you're you were also able to. Uh, you know, learn from it, you know, got, got more opportunities for you. So mm-hmm. definitely. Um, yeah, man. So I, you also attended um, a shoe design academy called Pencil. Um, tell mm-hmm. us more about that uh, experience. That, uh, that was nuts, man. That, there's a whole other story. Like my friends make fun of me all the time because I had like a crazy Airbnb experience in Portland. And I will say that for another episode. I'll come back and I'll tell you. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Of a story. But uh, Pencil was dope, man. It's, um, it was me kind of like putting all my chips in one bag and like, all yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not working right now. I'm going to study footwear. And it's, uh, you legit learn the ins and outs of the footwear industry uh, in like a super short time. But you're learning from like the best. Like uh, the person who started Pencil was Dwayne Edwards. You remember him? He, yeah. uh, he used to be the creative director for, uh, for Jordan Brand. Yeah, and he designed uh, the 21s and the 22s. 
Ooh. And he's, yeah, yeah, sleepers, right? So he's 21s uh, were sweet. Yeah, the, the red suede or the, the Ray Allen drink. Everything, drink. everything. I, I had all of them. Um, yeah, I, I was just a fan of the design. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it was something, I mean, especially the, the marketing, too. That commercial was wild, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a great shoe. And he, you're learning from the man himself. He's like, oh, this is how I designed the 21. Mm-hmm. Like, I was sitting with MJ and we're discussing this and that. Wow. So like, yeah, he'll t- he tells you everything. And he's like, yeah, I think he, I think he might have done some trunners too. So mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, I was working with Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> and oh man, yeah, this and that. Like, yeah, so you learn from them. And uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, my experience at Pencil was was pretty dope. Like, you, it's a super short time thing. It's like a month, it, and every day, weekends, it, like, even you're just learning. There's a class every single day, and uh, you kind of learn yeah. the different different uh, aspects that you never really thought about. Like that's that's what I do now, right? So they uh, they taught me about color and material design, which is like like I explained a little bit earlier, like picking the shoes and like oh this is the materials you're gonna use, the colors, this is the storytelling. Like mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing that they teach you over there. Um, so they split you up: color, material design, footwear design, and like brand design, which is like marketing kind of. So uh, I right. kind of, uh, since I was gambling on myself so heavy, I, I attended two different class sessions and right. I applied for every single thing. I was like, all right, well, if they don't accept me for footwear design, they're going to accept me for something else because I'm, I'm like shotgunning everything. And uh, I was able to, I got accepted for footwear design and brand, not footwear design, uh, color and material design and brand design. And uh, it was actually a part of a contest for Foot Locker where if you won, your uh, the winning design was actually produced and sold at Foot Locker. I was like, Foot Locker. Wow. Yeah, and it was with partnership with uh, with Asics. Uh, so we got to meet the Asics people, and we got to design a shoe for the Foot Locker client. And uh, me myself, I didn't win. I I kind of had not to uh, make excuses, but I had a card stacked up against me. I had two. It's all about presentation, right? you present your, your design and you want to win them over. Mm-hmm. I had two cats for, uh, who were international students and they didn't know how to speak English. What? <laughs> yeah, I had a dude from Russia who legit, um, in order to speak to us, he'd be on his phone and he'd be like, um, he'd be translating and then he'll be like, um, he'd show it to us on his phone. Like, oh, this. I'm like, dang, like, how are we supposed to present? Like, if he can't even speak English, like, he has to, like, study these lines and not like no knock on him but he could yeah. say and not completely understand what he's trying to convey you know and the other guy um my my homie ernesto he he was from mexico yeah, yeah and yeah. he he, sp- he spoke english uh but even then like he it would be a little bit broken and he he had a funny story where he told me he he learned english uh by watching family guy so oh so, man yeah yeah so uh it was a, it was a lot of us trying to get things together to like present our ideas and what's funny is that our, our idea was kind of a, like a hiking type idea uh-huh. with a shoe uh they give everybody every team the same shoe but you color it up and you redesign it however you want and you mm-hmm. market it however you want and you present that at the end of the month and uh and the winning design like i said gets put in Foot Locker, and uh we created like an acg type looking shoe it had like hiker like hiking shoe type vibes where it was like brown but like 
uh, you know, like the 90, 90s ACG has like teal yeah, and yellow. Yeah, and yeah those are sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the wild colors, man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we threw that on the shoe and we're like, yeah, it's about walking your path through your journey. And so we had a crazy story with it. And uh, like, I think by the end of it for myself, I was happy we just got through the presentation because it was a struggle, man. Like just trying to get everybody on the same page, especially with the, the language barrier. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it's a it's a month of my life I never would have, I never changed like it it was insane like the learning i did there for uh, footwear design was uh second to none i if anybody ever asked me for like advice on like, how to get into the footwear industry and stuff like i would always shoot them over the pencil just because uh they teach you so much over there and you know and uh, now i'm here doing you know, it's like semi footwear related work but you know i'm, I'm kind of in there <laughs> Yeah, so I also saw like on, uh, on your social media that there was a special, you know, um, one of your favorite art, you know, musical artists, um, Pharrell Williams. Um, mm-hmm. wanna, you want to just touch into that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was this? This was like, yeah, when I was still working at the advertising agency, like I said, I was kind of like getting a little bored over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Adidas had actually put out, uh, a design contest for Pharrell and uh, a little backtrack like I back in high school I'm like the, I was the hugest like Neptune's fan right not just Pharrell but but Chad right you gotta yeah man yeah so I was obsessed with the Neptunes and I was like yo I have to I have to rep for Pharrell right for this contest so I went hard and uh, I, I legit I think what happened? Uh, I was trying to come up with a concept for this this contest and I couldn't think of anything. And you had like a day to, to enter. And I think maybe two hours before the deadline, the deadline might've been like 3 p.m. on the on a Wednesday. I, I started working on Tuesday, I couldn't think of anything. And then on my lunch break at work on that Wednesday at 12 o'clock before the 3 p.m. p.m. deadline, I came up with some crazy art concept uh, at the last second, I submitted it, not thinking anything of it, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people entering this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think I'm not sure if it was the day after. Like I got a random DM from Adidas, like, "Oh, you've been selected to to uh, to work with Pharrell on a new design, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh man, I lost it. I, I might have jumped out of my couch. I was watching. Uh, I think I was watching the game, and I jumped up. Like, <laughs> oh, <what's> up? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, the next week, I think Adidas had us all go down to to Nice Kicks in LA. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, and we got to go into a little not a studio, but into their their workspace. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's funny is that this whole time I'm thinking like, oh, I get to do like some crazy artwork with Pharrell or like something, right? We're gonna be there in the studio working together. Like they put us in there, and they're like, hey, uh, we're gonna have all of you artists design a quilt what yeah yeah i'm like a quilt like i did all this graphic work to get hired over here or to get selected so we could do a quilt like i don't knit i don't like you know how to stitch and stuff like that yeah um so i had one guest and it was my brother i brought my brother with me and we were just like all right whatever we'll put something together and uh my design thingy the thing that i got accepted with um when i put it together i was kind of thinking about adidas right everything adidas is like three right three stripes mm. you know even the the the, the leaf logo the trade logo three right. leaves or whatever right so i was like okay everything has to be in thirds right even even in design there's a thing called the rule of thirds 
So everything was three, right? So uh, the Pharrell thing was about beaches, right? So I was like, okay, we'll separate the beach. I'll, I'll design a beach uh, graphic and it'll be split into three. So there's the sand, the water, and the sky, right? That's three. Uh, there's a lot of eyeballs in the in the graphics. So I yeah, created yeah. the eyeball in the middle and the eyeball was split into three pieces. There was like three eyelashes on the lids. Like I was like, all right, Adidas, everything on this design. And that's how I got selected. Because uh, I, me personally, I don't think the design was that great. And I was really surprised that I even got chosen. But when it came to making the quilt, I was like, I guess I'll do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So I I created this, a three level thing, but I wanted it to be about the Neptunes, right? So it was the planet, uh, maybe was it the moon? The planet, the moon, and like space or whatever. And I kind of, no lie, like, I kind of like BS my way into just putting together whatever you could because on the spot you asked me to knit and I would or like make a quilt and I wasn't ready and I think a lot of people did the same they kind of just put whatever together and then I think an hour into the process Pharrell comes in and he critiques your design you had to present it to Pharrell you kind of feel like oh right, yeah so like I'm I'm like oh yeah well I, I use like my presentation skills of like kind of uh, a low-key kind of BS did. I was like, yeah, this represents the three levels of life. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, this represents so-and-so. I had a little bit of orange there because my name is Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turtle. Nice. And <laughs> so, like, I, I I presented to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's dope. And I was like, yeah, thanks. For all said myself. And then I um I had, do I have it here? I had this in my pocket the whole time. Hold on, let me grab it real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, what is it? Uh, yeah so like i said i'm a big uh neptunes fan so in my back pocket the entire time while i was sweating trying to get this design together i got i saw that yeah so i had it in my pocket so while, while he was done present i was done presenting i was like yo by the way can you sign this for me and he's like oh yeah for sure and uh i told him like oh yeah and my favorite album run to the sun is my favorite nrd song my favorite, my favorite song of all time yeah yeah it's my favorite song ever so i told him that and he's like oh yeah and this was i think this was before their most recent album came out mm-hmm. and he was like oh and at the time no one knew that they were even in the studio and he was like oh yeah there's more of this coming and i was like oh shoot like you're breaking news to me <laughs> new, new nrd work is coming so that was a that was a crazy moment uh, I mean, it wasn't as hands-on with Pharrell as I wanted to. Yeah. But like, it's it's still nuts. They invited us to the the launch party for his his shoe afterwards, and that was a whole other like crazy day. It, we had to drive all the way to to West Hollywood for wow, Oprah okay. Studios. Yeah. So my brother's my plus one, to the <laughs> and we're we're there, and all these like I thought it was nothing big, right? Because the the thing at Nice Kicks wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but we get there, it's a big tent, and then uh, nobody's there. And then slowly, as the day goes by, like celebrities start popping up. Like, um, who was it? Janae Aiko showed up, wow. Big Sean showed up, uh, Tyler the Creator showed up, uh, say ASAP Rocky, and then uh, like DJ Khaled popped in there. <laughs> That's <laughs> it was, wild. It was wild. Yeah, and and it's not like a thing where we can't run into them. Like yeah. you could bump shoulders with them and be like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And you just like chop it up. So I, I have a picture. I have a picture with Janae. Uh, who else? My brother got a picture with big Sean, but like, yeah, it was cool. Just, you know, rubbing elbows with celebrities. And man, that's awesome. Man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a big plus, but like, you know, you were there to 
you know, showcase like your, your designing skills and then you were able to present it to Pharrell. And the fact that he gave you props for something that you made, you know, as a presentation. And then the fact, and on top of that, he signed, you know, the, the your, your album, you know, your CD. No. It was crazy. Like you had the thing in your pocket. I'm sure you're... <laughs> you're nervous super uncomfortable yeah yeah. yeah, i'm sure that thing i'm sure it's uncomfortable having a a square thing in your pocket Mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah yeah man i'm I'm glad yeah definitely like that's an awesome experience so so another thing about you mike uh i know that you know you, you said that you were a big laker fan kobe bryant fan and you know it's unfortunate that you know kobe and gianna are not here with us anymore uh, you recently designed, um, you know, a Kobe and Gianna Bryan Memorial shirt, which, you know, the proceeds went to charity. Um, so if you want to tell us more about it, like what your, you know, what was your process, your, you know, what's your thoughts on the design and what it meant to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So for me, I think that when I was designing the shirt, I originally wasn't even going to make a bunch of them. I kind of just did it as a personal project. Because, uh, oh, I have it here. Hold on. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I was designing it, it just has a, a photo, right? It has a photo and, like, some butterflies, right? So the, uh, the thing that inspired me was that I saw a lot of bad designs. I saw a lot of, like, really cheesy ones. There's a lot of bad, like, the ones that you, like, when you die, I mean, I hate to say it, but people were profiting, like, off his death mm-hmm. he saw those bootleg yeah. shirts at staples center and like mm-hmm. all those like yeah. boutiques it's terrible man like there's no yeah. thought you know you were saying there's no thought there's no creative designing in it mm-hmm. it's just like something they would just whip on like adobe or like microsoft paint mm-hmm. sorry to say that yeah. but it was that type of like quality yeah yeah like uh I felt like such a hater, but like no. there was a lot of designs that I didn't like, and I was like, all right, yeah. I feel bad that that's out there. So, uh, and I didn't want to be a, a person who kind of just profited off of like Kobe's passing, right? So, when I was designing it, I was kind of like, all right, this is a, a personal moment for me. Like the image that's on the T-shirt is a, a picture that I took when I went to the the first Laker parade in 2000. Um, I like to tell the story that I I skipped school the last day of school that year. To, to go see the Lakers because I was like, yo, we just won the first chip in my lifetime. Like, so I was like super excited. So I had that picture and it's been in the photo album for years and I never really thought about it. And then uh, after everything happened, I was like, all right, I'll put something together. And uh, I didn't, in the odd chance that this t-shirt blew up, like I had no, like I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be the people like who just put the, all the photos together where they use the same pictures you see everywhere, right? Like you see the same picture of Kobe dribbling, the the eighty the, the eighty one, you know, the the pose of the finger up, all that stuff. Like, and that's not, you know, in me learning working in like footwear and clothing and just like learning about legal stuff, you're not allowed to use those photos, right? Technically, like if if the owner of that photo sees it, they could sue you. So yeah. I wanted to be able to use my own photo, but put like a cool story with it, right? So it's the photo that I took of Kobe at the championship parade. Um, and then uh, back in February, when they had the, the, the memorial for him and Gigi, uh, I was lucky enough to, to get a ticket and I was able to go. And uh, through all the designs for that, that event, there was a lot of butterflies, right? And then Kobe even has a butterfly tattoo on his arm, the, the crown. And uh, it's funny because as a, as a kid, when I saw it, I would make fun of it. I was like, come on, Kobe, man, let's, 
that's a soft ass tattoo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it it was kind of inspiring, right? There's butterflies all through there, and it's kind of like something that represents him and and Gianna. So I was like, let's put those moments together, right? Because essentially, that's like the first and like the last moments of Kobe with Kobe that I had. So right. I put them together in that design, and then um, on the T-shirt. So these are the same butterflies that you'll see on the on the invitation for the the ceremony. Okay. But uh, to kind of like change it up a little bit, I, I cut it down to just twenty butterflies to represent the the twenty seasons Kobe had as a Laker, and the between the purple and gold, the the gold butterflies act as a timeline. So it goes. I'm bringing this back up. <laughs> um, so it goes from here to here, from '96 all the way to 2016, and all the gold ones represent um, the championship years. So technically, this is like 2000, 2001, 2003. Yo, that's whatever, right. Yeah, that is that's creative. You know, now now that's creative. Mm-hmm. You know, like for, for I mean, it's it's cool that you're letting us know. I I also bought a shirt, you know, and I was hoping to get it today. I know, and, and I was gonna be that dude <laughs> to wear it. And say, hey, like I actually, you know, I actually like the design, and um, all you know, like, I, you know, I, I, it's a nice, um, it's a nice design that you made, uh, and this is just me from a customer standpoint. Um, you're right. There's there's so many bad designs, not 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 to offend anyone. Uh, there are some good ones too, but I was just picking the ones that were nice. Some of them look like very you know, something you see from like Union or Undefeated or like, um, you know, um, Antisocial, that kind of, you know, you see those mm-hmm. kind of designs. When I saw yours, it was actually like, I saw the, 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 the meaning to it. Like I saw you and your dad, I think you were like sitting on top of a, like a garbage, not a garbage can, but like a, uh, it was a newspaper stand. Newspaper yeah, stand, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think you said your dad took a picture of you. I think you were wearing eyeglasses and then, you know what I mean? You were like, I guess you were excited. It looked like your your face was excited. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, for me, I was like, you know what? Like, I really like your story in the shirt. So like, and then, you know, it was also a nice um, charity too. Um, can you tell us more like what the charity that you donated those um, shirts for? Or yeah, so um, like we were saying before, like I didn't really want to profit off like, the, you know, the other guys who were kind of just like selling t-shirts just to, you know, Kobe's a hot topic right now. I'm gonna sell these T-shirts to, to kind of just make a hot buck off of it, right? And then profit off of it, right? So I, I felt bad. Even when people like resell Kobe's shoes, like I, I, I couldn't be that guy, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. So I, I wanted to make sure all the proceeds from the the shirts went to to After School All Stars, which was another uh, charity that Kobe had actually like supported uh, back in the day. And I think the Lakers are, are one of their sponsors now too. Uh, and they're all about like helping create after school programs for kids uh, in need, you know, so no one's like just staying by themselves after school. They have something to do, you know, or help students in need with anything like that. Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of strange now since like everyone's like working or like having school at home, mm-hmm. but like, I thought it was a good charitable, charitable uh, company to donate to. And it was something that Kobe had supported before also so right it, it made sense right and then there was also the the mamacita fund you know the, the basketball the, the the youth basketball team that kobe had supported and i wanted 
it was between that and after school all stars. But I figured like everyone was bumping like Mama Cita Sports like so much so that I I thought that they were getting enough support and I'd I'd show some love to the the other ones, you know, the after school all stars. So uh, luckily I. I was able to donate like a ton of money. I I couldn't have imagined. Yeah, I, I saw that too. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, because like I think you you're you have a pretty you, yeah you're pretty well known in the local social media and you know SoCal LA area. Like he talked as well primarily. Um, you know, I I saw that there are a lot of people that are reaching out like, hey, like I wanna I wanna buy a shirt and let me support. You know, it it only took that one design and the meaning to it, and mm-hmm. um. How did that like? Were you surprised at, at the uh, at the the feedback and reception that you got with? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, totally, totally surprised because I I remember like I said I wasn't gonna even make it. I was gonna make it one since it's such a personal story. I was just gonna do one for myself. Yeah, and leave it at that. And then a bunch of people were were DMing me or like, yo, if you decide to sell it, I'll purchase it. I was like, yeah. okay, let's I'll do it. And I think the day before I I, I was gonna say it's on sale. I told my cousin who was helping me with it. I was like, I think on the high end, I'll get maybe 50, 60 sales, right? That seems yeah. reasonable enough. But then it blew up, and I ended up doing, like, over 150 wow. <laughs> sales. Yeah, yeah. So uh, even before I hopped on this podcast, I was out there, like, trying to package all the shirts yeah. and out because I finally got them in. But, yeah, I, that was totally unexpected. I, I thought I'd have, like I said, maybe 50, 60, some homies, whatever. But yeah. I had a bunch of, like, strangers hitting me up who didn't know me like I, I was surprised to care for my story on the shirt yeah but I had I think the most random one is I had a dude from Minnesota uh purchase a shirt yeah wow uh and I was like from Minnesota how the hell did you, you got a shirt? fan base Mike you know yeah, I, mean? I, don't know you're, you're, I mean I'm saying you're not not a fan base but <laughs> it spread it out you know your your design spread out yeah and then hopefully if and when you know if the Lakers win it all, you know, maybe that will be, that will be another design for you. Maybe a second shirt, you make a, some sort of like LeBron Kobe type of mm-hmm. shirt. I mean, I don't want to give stuff away or I give you any ideas, <laughs> but I'll, yeah, be I mean, cool I have, I'm, I'm working on something else. I'll, okay. I'll tell you off the, off the pod. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Uh, but I, I mean, ideally since the, the shirt itself is, is in one of the championship parade, it would be fire if they wore it like after they won, you know? Yeah. So let's say they're coming back from the bubble and they're all wearing the t-shirt. That'd be uh, pretty sick. Oh yeah, definitely. But, you know that's 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 wishful thinking. Of course, of course. They yeah. know. They got five more to go, so hey, hey. <laughs> five more wins. All right. I'm so, not gonna uh, win. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. So um, now, not to the good part, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. Me and you, we got one thing in common, and it's sneakers. What got you into sneakers? And um, yeah, so what's what got into sneakers? Uh, tell us more about it. And then, you know, if there's any like favorite shoes mm-hmm. that you've had in the past, uh, tell us more. Yeah, um, I've, I've always loved sneakers, like even at a, a young age. And it's like 100% because of my dad. My dad, uh, my name, my name is Michelangelo, right? Right. So you told me a funny story that um, I'm actually named after the Ninja Turtle. Cause, uh, really? They had my sis- yeah, they had my sister name me, and she picked her favorite Ninja Turtle. But uh, originally, my dad wanted to name me Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan, like the whole <laughs> first and last name. Yeah, 
Yeah, that would be my, my name is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. That, that's cool, though. Yeah, but my mom wasn't having it. She was like, no, nah, I don't really yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, So then they asked my sister, and now Michelangelo, right? So my dad's always been a, a big Jordan head. And, like, luckily, as a kid, um, at the time, we were able to, to afford Jordans. So my first pair of Jordans were the um, black red. I don't like calling them Raptors, but you know, the Raptor 7s. Yeah. My, 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 uh, my, uh, my homie, Julian, shout out to Julian. So... Mm-hmm. He does a, he hates the names Breads, He Got mm-hmm. Game, Raptors. So he has the thing, shout out to Julian. He says, there's mm-hmm. two types of Jordans, regular season Jordans, playoff, playoff Jordans. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's what that, the type of era that he, he, yeah. he, we were at. But yeah, you're also not a fan of like nickname shoes, right? I mean, I want to say of all the nicknames, like, I'm not going to be mad if you call the grapes the grapes, right? Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Color. Yeah. But, like, I think on some, like, like some purist level stuff, like, yeah. uh, the Raptors weren't around in 92, so exactly. they're not the Raptors. <laughs> just, just because you see it's black, red, and purple, say, oh, mm-hmm. it's a Toronto Raptors shoe. Yeah. Jordan didn't play for the Raptors. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So that that was my first pair of shoes at two. I was uh, I was two years old, and there's like pictures of me walking around in the sevens. And uh, it's a weird thing, but I remember like one of my first memories. Period was me. I remember as a kid looking at the shoe and looking at the bottom of the shoe and thinking like, "Whoa, these patterns on the bottom were crazy. These colors yeah. are nuts." Um, I, I don't even know how old I was at that point. I might have been like three or four. Uh, maybe I was two still, but like that that was a real moment for me as a kid yeah like appreciating these sevens uh and ever since then like if my dad could afford to do it he'd uh he'd keep me and my little brother in sneakers and some like jordan so uh there's the sevens uh i don't think my next pair of jordans was until 12 okay 12 or um the jumpman pros i had the jumpman pros i'm not sure those came out after the 12 right the white and blue joints the one that like yeah yeah the, the, the Pro Quicks? No, I didn't have the Pro Quicks. I had the first Jumpman Pro. It's the white and navy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, 12s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the 12s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look like the 12s, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had, I had the taxis as a kid. Uh, I had the Jumpman Pros. Then I had the 13s. And then 14s? Nice. And then after that, like, some stuff happened where, you know, I, I think my dad had lost his job. And I always, I, it, you know, everyone's story before is, like, I couldn't afford Jordans as a kid. And then when I finally... You know, I, I kind of have the, the reverse where I was able to afford Jordans as yeah. a kid, but then I lost it and I wasn't able to because yeah. of uh, financial reasons. And then I think that made me want to get back into it later, right? So, like, uh, I had to, yeah, it, Jordans have been like a thing in my life forever, right? Especially since I was almost named freaking Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's always stories of me like uh, I wanted the 16 really bad. And we couldn't afford it, so I, I had to get good grades. I turned my grades around and made the honor roll, and just so my grandpa would get me some 16s. Which ones did you get? You know, which which ones? Uh, black and red. Woo! Black and red. Yeah. Love those. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. Sneakers. Jordans have always been a thing for me. Uh, Nike. Bash. Oh yeah. So my main things in, in sneakers are my dad, uh, and my my uncle. We call him Kuya Vic. Uh, technically, he's my dad's half brother, but he's only like five years older than me, so <laughs> almost like a yeah. So he's like a queer, right? He's like yeah, older brother. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, my queer Vic, he's the one who got me into footwear design. Like up until uh, 
yeah, until he told me, I didn't know you could go to school to be a footwear designer, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, he's he's the man. Like he he was studying industrial design. He met Tinker. He's been to Nike headquarters and yeah, what? all yeah, like Tinker critiqued his his portfolio and all that stuff. Like he he was the inspiration for me to go into like graphic design, footwear design, all that stuff. So yeah, if it wasn't for my dad, Makuyevic, uh, and just the game of basketball in general, like I. Like those are the main cores of why I'm I'm into footwear, pretty much. That's crazy. So you're ever since you were a kid, your dad was lacing you, your dad was lacing you and your brother in some Jordans. Yeah, I mean, if he could, right? If so, he could, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, yeah, I think when we were younger, especially when the shoes are smaller, right? You don't yeah. have to pay like the hundred something dollars. Like we had, me and my brother both had the, the pro, the Jumpman pros. Uh, I had the twelves. My brother didn't have the twelves. Actually, no, me, my dad, and my brother had the Jumpman pros uh that was when we were balling that was when it was like life was good but then yeah. as as our shoe sizes got bigger the, the money just came, got a little thinner yeah um and then me and my brother had the 13 black white and red and then uh yeah after that it was i think it, i was on my own after that <laughs> no that's cool so is your dad yeah. still into shoes like is he still like um uh, a little bit like he'll he'll appreciate it but he's not like i i tried to give him a really cool father's day gift when the, the, the black white and red 13s came back out yeah he got those for me and my brother but he didn't get them for himself right? yeah so when those came back out in i think it was 13 or 14 13 maybe mm-hmm. um i got it for him for father's day i was like hey i got you these 13s yeah and he opened the box and he's like these are cool but like i'm like 50 something now i'm not gonna wear these oh man <laughs> that kind of kind of like popular <laughs> balloon you know what i mean like yeah no, i know i thought i was doing something like super special and he was like uh like what what did i have i had um i had the wheat 13s right which are yeah. white white and brown and it's yeah. not it's still a crazy shoe right the 13 itself is like a crazy design but i think the wheat kind of matched the colors that he wore more instead of the black the drastic like black white and red so he's like you know what give me those wheat 13s and i'll t- you could have these uh black white and red and i was like all right cool so we just oh, traded nice <laughs> Uh, yeah those are sweet though the the we 13s i mean those are like the was it the lifestyle shoes mm-hmm. like, like, the ls yeah. yeah the ls joints yeah yeah you know those are good days man hopefully yeah because like with me like i i've been buying shoes like in the size store like with me i've been buying like kid shoes before my kid was born so mm-hmm. he's kind of has shoes i think he's good until like maybe 12, 13, 14 years old. Dang, okay. It's crazy. So, like, I got a stash for him. And the mm-hmm. thing about it is that I didn't pay, I didn't pay retail for them, man. Like, it was always on clearance. It was always, like, you know, it was cheap. So, I was like, you know what? One day when I was going to have a kid, I'm just going to buy, you know, I don't care if it was, like, size 3 youth, size 5 youth, a 10C I knew at some point, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get these for them, you know, whatever kid, I, boy or girl, and I had, luckily I had a boy, but you know, I would have been blessed if I had a boy or girl, I just mm-hmm. stacked them, man. So like, you got, he, I mean, you've seen my kid, man. Like it's fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just dress him up. Like it's fun, man. Like he appreciates, he tells me like, Papa, like you like, uh, he was like, what would he say? He said, he's like, I like Nike shoes just like you. I like Nike shoes. You know, I, I didn't teach him that. I didn't, I never, I didn't teach him yeah. that. So I was like, it's funny that how, like, I see, 
like hearing your stories about your dad mm. is like what I'm going through with my kid, which is it's cool. It's just like yeah. organic, right? And then yeah, hopefully, man. like down the road, I can be appreciative. Like my kid gives me a pair of thirteens. Like mm-hmm. I said, you don't know how much it means to me. Like this is something <laughs> I can actually wear and doesn't crumble. So props to your dad, man. You know, I'm sure like. I'm sure he. I'm sure he'll. He's gonna. He's wearing your thirteens at some point. You know, maybe mm-hmm. not in your presence, but I'm sure deep down inside he appreciates it. So, um, yeah. So you're saying that you know um, your favorite pairs. What were your favorite pairs of Jordans and Nikes? Um. Well. Oh man, that's a whole other. Let's like, go. Wait, this is all on. about you, bro. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you what's what's Mateo's favorite pair of shoes. Does he have a pair that he's like, oh, these are my favorite uh, Nikes? Right now. Um, he likes the honestly i think he just like the runners right now um cuz mm-hmm. cuz we i i had them in basketball but before the whole covid stuff happened like i pulled them out out, out of basketball but he was wearing like jordan ones he was hooping in like mellow ones he was hooping in like white cement threes like the 03 ones uh-huh. it's crazy okay. and then like his basketball instructor would be like this kid's like wearing like heat like every day. Like for me, it's like nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's only like five years old, four, you know, four or five at the time. And, you know, he just likes like light shoes. He doesn't like anything bulky. Like mm-hmm. I had him, I had him wear like foam posits. He said, I, I don't like them. It's like heavy. <laughs> I said, you know what? It's, it's a, it's a DC thing. I'm going to let you appreciate it when you get older. You'll, 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 you'll understand why. Yeah, so you can have he likes runners. He likes Air Maxes. Um, those type of stuff, like low cuts. Well, what, okay. about you though? Like, I'm asking you, like, what's your favorite pairs? Mm-hmm. Um, so, dang. Okay, if you ask me, my favorite pair ever is uh, the black cement threes. Uh, that's another story because, like, uh, the, when I got the sixteens, I, I like the sixteens, right? And I got them uh, partially because of the the most F Umi says commercial, yeah, 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 Jordan yeah. sixteen commercial, yeah. Um. So I really wanted those, but the day I went to go buy them, uh, I remember vividly in the the Glendale Galleria, their champs had uh, when champs had a different layout before when they had a weird register in the glass case mm-hmm. at the register. Right. There's a pair of black cement threes in the in the glass case. That yeah. came out the same year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, damn, like I want those. Like these sixteens are cool, and there's a lot of them, but I want those. And I, yep. but at the time. I think the 16s were my first really expensive shoe. That's what my grandpa had to get it for me. Because um, uh, I finally got into size 7. And size 7 nice. was, at that time was, a, was the men's threshold, right? That's yeah, yeah. When you, when you get into men's. So I was like, yo, I want these last men's threes. What size you guys got? And they're like, oh, we only have 10. I was like, damn. Oh, <laughs> so man. That, yeah. It was something I always wanted. So, uh, I mean, the, the shoe itself, I mean, I feel like black cement is like everybody's favorite, but I, that was a story that I, I wanted black cement, but I, I got, I mean, 16s aren't a bad consolation prize, but so yeah, my, my favorite shoe of all time is the black cement three. Um, the sevens, again, the, the, the Raptors will always have like a, a special place in my heart, even yeah. though a lot of people don't really bang with sevens uh, as much. And uh, what else? Uh, the Kobe ones. The, the Kobe ones are my favorite shoe, uh, especially to b- play basketball in. They're like ridiculous. Which one? The, the Adidas or, or Nike? Oh no 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 the Nike ones. No. I was about to say like the Kobe, like the the um the Audis the Audi ones. Yeah. No the, the the Adidas ones aren't bad. I actually like the ones. The twos are the ones where everyone's like, no, nah, that's not it. Yeah, but, they're uh, whack. The the ones were dope. I I never got them as a kid. 
uh, you know what's funny? I think I, I passed on the Kobe one Adidas because I was in a, there's like a mesh version. Do you remember that? From the yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a mesh one. And it was either that or some. I think some questions. And I got some some questions. Oh, white yeah. and Carolina blue. White Carolina blue low top questions. Those are straight. Those are straight. Yeah, yeah. And that like all those shoes were had had to be cops from uh from like relatives. Like my Lola, my grandma got me those shoes or whatever. Uh, it was never it, from my pops. You can't pass. You can't pass free free shoes, man, from relatives. Yeah. No, you can't. Um, what you call it? But yeah, so the 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 Nike Kobe one is my favorite shoe. Probably to play basketball in. Which uh, color? I had a lot of your favorite. Oof, that's tough because especially now that after they retroed them and they came out with all those like the undefeated colors and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the color that I had was the black and white, the OG one that they didn't retro. So like I was happy about that. I had some stuff that nobody has. Um, uh, dang, if I had to pick a favorite though, it'd probably be the black and yellow. The, the black, white, the maze ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was able to cop those when they when they re-released the them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got those. I have a lot of the Pro Troll ones. Well, not a lot. I have like three. I have the the white undefeated, the black and maize, and then the, the eighty ones. Nice. It's wild, like right? Like those those Kobe Pro Trolls came went to the outlet. And no, nobody cared about them. Mm-hmm. And then when he passed away, it's like sought after, which is wild. I mean, I get it. Everybody wants a piece of history. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's pretty nuts because like. I had the eighty ones. I got them off sneakers. I never went off sneakers, but I got the. <laughs> I got them on there, and I was like, "Cool, I got them." And then they sat, right? And yeah. Then you could have had the eighty ones for legit like seventy five bucks. Yeah, that's outlet. what it's going for. Yeah. Yeah, and I was still sitting on them. I was like, "Should I just return this pair and then buy it back for seventy five bucks and get myself a hundred dollars back?" But then, legit, this was maybe the the week that he passed away. So I was like, "Damn, well." Uh, I guess that's not happening anymore. I'm just going to hold on to these. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a bunch of, yeah, everybody just picking up all the Kobe's just hurt, hurts now because then everybody's pissed. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like, the sneaker community. Like, it's 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 still a sensitive subject. Like, when you see, like, a resale price for, like, you know, X amount of dollars, is like, man, you just shake your head. Like, man, you're still trying to, like, profit off this guy, man. Like, mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's and the the sad thing about it about Nike, is that they're still continuing to limit these um these quantities, right? Like Mambo mm. Week was dumb. Like with all due respect, it, every yeah. every Kobe collector or diehard fan, Laker fan, it's sad to say, like they couldn't even get a, a you know at least one pair of those five yeah. you know those fibers that came out, right? Yeah. Well, I mean. I I have a different perspective because I so I, I can say this as someone who worked in even though it was six months I worked in footwear right the the footwear calendar like everyone was mad right like I couldn't get my Kobe's and Mamba Week I want to honor Kobe all these resellers got them like a lot of people were complaining that Nike should have made like way more of the Kobe's right mm-hmm. working in footwear I know that they work a year and a half in advance okay right? so even if they wanted to um. Let's say Kobe passed away in January, right? Right. Mamba week happened in August. Mm-hmm. In between January and August, you had COVID and all the factories shut down. Even for my company that I work for now, our companies yeah. were shut down for like two months. Right. So there was that. There's COVID taking out the, co- the, the factories. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, uh, I believe someone on Nike Talk 
who was pretty reputable, said that once Kobe passed away, it kind of nullified his contract. And he, uh, uh, Nike and Vanessa had to renegotiate to see like what to do with the, the rest of the Kobe stuff. So not only did Nike have to renegotiate with, Co- with Vanessa, you have to give her time to grieve, right? So yeah. in the eight months between Kobe's passing and Mamba week, you take away two months for COVID, right? That's and six then, months. About yeah. six, yeah. Yeah, and then even when factories started to open up, they were working at maybe 40%, if that. Capacity, right? so, yeah. So that, like, as, money, as much as people are complaining, and with, with a good reason that there's not enough Kobe's around for people to purchase, like, the honest fact, I, mean, I don't want to say fact, because I don't know how Nike operates on that level, but from, from someone who, el- who also worked in footwear for a little bit, um, I would say that Nike didn't have the time or the resources, maybe the resources, but not the time to, to reproduce shoes that they already had planned to make a year and a half ago. You know what I mean? So, like, they already planned to have these DeRozans, even if it's just the DeRozans and the PJs and, like, all these other Kobe, Kobe shoes mm-hmm. to be, like, somewhat limited. Uh, you, know, you know what? Actually, I think the Kobe's weren't even limited, right? Because if you look at yeah. all the Protros, the ones that sat, they weren't limited. They were GRs, right? Just nobody wanted them. But now mm-hmm. everybody wants them, and it's the same quantity. So now it feels like right. it's super limited, but it's really not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, as much as I feel for everybody who couldn't cop any Kobe's, like I, I think everyone who's kind of yelling at Nike for not making more when Kobe passed away is like, you're yelling at you're yelling at them for for the wrong reasons. Like it's not mm-hmm. like they couldn't try. So, yeah. I mean, that's my take on it, at least. Also, yeah. Nike hired you. I, I could defend you. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you you are defending them. You know what I mean? Like. Cause it's tough. It's I get it now. I I see it from a um, from a designer perspective. Um, you know, it it, it is a, a sticky. It's a sticky situation. There's the Kobe passing away, like you were saying. Um, COVID happened right right a couple of weeks after or a month after, and then the quantity, like you know, the supply and demand too. Yeah, there's so many like shoes that they couldn't distribute. So I get it. So, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like it all, ha- all had to happen all at the same time. You know, yeah, I wish it would yeah. like. Kobe was still here with us, and maybe he would have done something about it, or, you know, mm-hmm. powers that be. But yeah, yeah. It, it is what I it think, is. Yeah, I think the only thing we could do now is hope that for for next year with the sixes, right? The retro, they're coming back with sixes. Is for that, for um, for those, for that, yeah. for that run, they'll be able to produce more. To meet the demand, right? Yeah. Um, but for the fives, I don't think it's gonna happen. So everyone's gonna be upset this this whole year when all these releases come out, and it's gonna be like, it's gonna seem limited, but uh, you kind of just have to ride it out until next year, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I hope like they, they. I wish they they would run an order. My opinion, like the twos, threes. We got a bunch yeah, of dude. fours already. A bunch of yeah. Fours. I know. I I feel like the twos and threes are so slept on yeah. because I think aesthetically they're not easy to wear no um like casually right because yeah. everyone looks about casual shoes right now yeah. fours and fives are kind of casual looking six i guess but like twos and threes are great but yeah like i don't they're not easy for everybody else to digest yeah i mean the twos had the, the twos had the nice line um and uh, you know i'm sure you know your kobe's too like they had the the kobe two strength the kobe two like this the oracles are my favorite man like i've had those things Bro, like, I bought them. Yeah. I bought them at the Nike 
at Nike, I bought them. I got them through Nike Talk through the outlet. They were selling them like forty nine ninety nine, phone orders, free free shipping. It was crazy. And then my home, my boy RJ, he also got the Orcas and also the Kobe, um, the Kobe Two Lights, which nobody wanted. You know, it was like that had half white, half purple shoe. I have the lights. I have the lights. You used to have have them? Orcas. I have those two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want me to? I could bring them out. I don't know. They're probably at the bottom of of the stack. But yeah, I have the lights and the Orcas. Um, I got the lights from the Philippines. My, uh, because I think, if I remember correctly, outside of the outlets, I think the the lights might have only released in Asia. It was an Asia exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. uh, my tita was in the Philippines and she can come back like every so often. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, the known, that's where I got my weeds too. Like, in, I'm not on some <laughs> Green Hill stuff. Like, they're yeah. for real from like the Nike store because no yeah, one was yeah. buying like, yeah. these $150 sneakers in the Philippines. So they'd come back and cop them for like, for discount, for player prices. Player prices, yeah. Back, yeah. yeah. Oh, here, here's uh, these Orcas. Not the Orcas, the Orcas are from here, but the, the lights and the wheat 13 were from the Philippines. <laughs> lights are, man, like, I I had a chance to get the lights and then I was like no I don't I don't need them I already got the orcas, orcas are are nice because you know like it's like the dolphin look kind of the thing patent leather on the patent leather yeah and then the two straps which is which is nice I mean yeah Kobe wore them in the I think was it was it oh five like when he played the song right? six or seven yeah yeah, yeah. there that game when he hit that game winner and then you know that. Game six, where he didn't want to like pass the ball. I mean, he didn't take a shot. Game seven, game seven, where he didn't take yeah, a game shot. seven. Did he wore orcas? Did he wore orcas? Orcas or did the game um, that? I know he wore orcas for one game. I'm not sure which season. Yeah, or which, not which. Uh, which that was game the, it was that was the same. That was that same series. Man, I, was, I wanted yeah. them. Yeah. No. Well, you're you're okay with the lights because as cool as the lights look, they felt terrible. Like they're so <laughs> stiff. I I kind of feeling like, it, they they look kind of cheap. Yeah, the leather on them is really bad, and yeah. it feels like cardboardy. So when you like, even when it creases, it's like it digs heavy into your foot, and it's just not, it's not good. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So are are there um are there any shoes that you're looking for right now? Like anything? I mean, I know like maybe I don't maybe like shoes that came out recently, or maybe shoes in the back of your mind that you've been always wanting. Like, is there any ones that you're still looking for? Um. Uh, I'm like in a weird place with sneakers. I, I talk about this with my friends all the time. Where like, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm not over it, but I'm. Uh, I have I have enough shoes, right? I'm never gonna run out of shoes at this yeah. point. So I'm kind of like, whatever comes around, like cool. I'm I'm cool with that. But mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not crying if I miss out on right, on right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, with that said, I got super lucky in the last month or so. <laughs> yeah. With a bunch of releases. Yeah. But um. Well, what do I really want? I, uh, I mean, my grail, my grail of all time is the uh, the Kobe Jordan threes, which is never gonna happen. Like those are like ten thousand dollars. The, the three eight pack or just the Co- the mm-hmm. Jordan threes? Just the threes. I don't need the eights. Okay. Uh, I'd rather just have the threes. I think out of the Kobe Jordan PEs, I think the sevens are better than the eights. Okay. Yeah, but that's not. I maybe that's biased because I like sevens, right? But uh, yeah. So I wanted those laser, those laser orange Jordan threes that just came out mm-hmm. in women's because they were almost the exact replica of the Kobe Jordan threes. Yeah. But the heel was yellow instead of purple. Yeah. So I was just going to paint that joint purple and make it like the Kobe's. Yeah. Uh, so that was the one that I actually missed out on. But like, I got super lucky on everything else. Like I got, I got the Union 4s. I got the, 
the metallic silver ones, the the Japan ones. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like anything else, I can't really think. I mean, I'd love for the LeBron twos to come back. That's that's one of my favorite shoes. Love them, um, man. They, yeah, LeBron twos are so nice. But I don't I don't know if if anyone wants to throw me some LeBron twos for really cheap, in you know, eleven or ten and a half. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, we got. Hopefully they can they can plug you in. You know what I mean. Yeah, um, I have I have a pair that we uh, we talking about restoration uh, before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I need, a, I need to repair my my LeBron twos. I have the All Star ones, but they're talking to me. They're oh man, yeah, yeah. I got a homie. Yeah, we we definitely gonna shout out to Hillary. He, he gonna take care of you. Mm-hmm. So he always sees good people. So yeah, uh, nice segue with that, uh, Mike. Um, about the sneaker culture, I mean, sneaker culture has definitely changed for the worst, you know, as far as like limited releases, oversaturation, and then, you know, you're, you're pointing out that example with the whole Kobe thing. How can, um, how can sneaker industries like assure things that they can be better, that they can get better for consumers mm-hmm. or customers? Um, uh, I think it's tough, right? So even when you're saying that like, uh, the sneaker industry's kind of gotten worse for like consumers. I think it's just I don't know if it's gotten worse. I think it's it's more it's different. Right. So back when we were doing sneakers or when we were like in the early days or whatever, right? Uh you really had to hunt for your sneakers, right? Like uh I get a previous episode where your homie you guys had a story about getting the grapes, right? The grapes yeah. Grapes, <laughs> grape five, grape five. Grape five, yeah. Um yeah. Um I had a similar story where I had to hunt for mine. And I, I drove like to mad different places. It was the only time I ever camped out for sneakers. But it's the hunt, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about the great bars was that even if you missed out on it, the bad part was that if you wanted to buy them, it, not only would it be resale, you had to find it, right, in mm-hmm. your size because nobody was really selling it. Right, right. right. Even if you're on like uh, NT or ISS, like it was tough to find mm-hmm. 11, 10, whatever. Now, all the sneakers are available. If you want something, it's there. You just have to pay up. That's that's the bad part, right? Yeah. So like, if I wanted some shoes that I missed out on, you could hit up Goat. You could hit up StockX, whatever. It's there because everyone's trying to flip. It's not like before we had to hunt for it. Um, it's just you have to have the, the wallet for it now, mm-hmm. right? So like, oh, yeah, I missed out on these Union 1s. I could, it's not hard for me to get them. I just have to pay $2,000 for those joints. Which I, I'm not no, it's it, everybody has a price, right? Uh, that's yeah. not my price. Like I could, no, you, you could no. use that. You could use that two K for like going to you know go to Japan with your with your girl or yeah, like, yeah. you know something else, a car, anything. anything. Yeah, that's why. Like I, I think the, the industry has just changed, right? Because yeah. they know there's that market. It, for me, I feel like I. I myself have just been like, all right, I'm going to wake up at seven o'clock. I'm going to try to go for these shoes. If I miss it, then I miss it. I'm not mad because if I really wanted it, I'll pony up and, and pay for it. But there's nothing for me, especially as, you know, trying to cop stuff on player prices. Or like uh, me and my homies call it being the frugal boys or we're kind of frugal like it's boys? retail or bust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's retail or bust for us. So if, if something was going for like $300, $400, I'm, I'm not in it. Like I'm not going for that. So, like I said, it, I think there might be a bubble on it, and I think everyone's interest in sneakers might pop eventually. Yeah. But until then, like, you just kind of have to roll with it because the, the sneaker industry is the industry itself, right? It's all about making money. Yep. So if they can make money by hyping up all these sneakers, then they're sure as hell going to keep doing it 
until the bubble burst. So, I mean, I wish I could say that things will get better, but I think it's just like, there's just going to be shoes, right? If you, as a consumer, you just have to understand that there's always going to be something. So don't get hung up if you missed out on today's drop because next week there's going to be something else. And, and that's the crazy part about this whole sneaker culture is that shoes used to be spread out once a month, right? Now you got shoes like every day, which really? is crazy. It's crazy. Like you, you know, for me, like I was always looking, looking forward to like holiday season because there's a special shoe with Jordan 11. I was always like looking forward for a summer shoe, like a Jordan 3, a Jordan 5. And then like you get something like springtime or like, you know, January, you get like a Jordan 1. Now it's like a Jordan 1, like every every two weeks, you know, every week. Yeah, yeah. Now now mids are people want mids and they're making like OG colorways and people, those are people's uh, like, uh, knock off wild, OG man. colorways. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody, but it's just that anything that that Nike and they get it because they're they're definitely trying to mark, you know, they're trying to milk they're trying to milk everything, you know. As long as people are buying, people are, are like spending whatever money that they have you know which is crazy like it's wild right now man um yeah it's it's a crazy time and i i mean uh, i'm not i wouldn't say we're older i guess we are older yeah we're older yeah i i never i never would have seen it ever be like this right like like yo i need all these jordan one lows like yo what like uh, I mean, you talked in previous episodes about like the, how the yeah, prices yeah. on the, the OG yeah. one load. It's crazy. Like, yeah, me, me and my homie RJ, yeah, we caught Jordan 1s for 50 bucks. Now I see like people, like you see like Travis Scott or like some some celebrity wearing a Jordan 1 low. Now they're like everyone's grill. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Like mm-hmm. you can pay whatever you want. You got the money for it, but you're not going to see me paying Six hundred, seven hundred dollars? No, hell no! Mm. <laughs> no way! You can, like I said, by all means, you can do what you want to do. Yeah, and that's the the game is a game, right? Yeah, it is a game, is going, right? You're you know? all playing in it, which is sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. supposed to be fun, I, but like, I still, I still like shoes, you know, and you still like shoes, yeah. but it's at a certain point, right? Like, I'm not gonna kill myself, or I'm not, I can't camp, I, I'm not gonna camp out anymore. You know? Yeah. Oh hell no. Those days are yeah. they're done. I don't I, I will always have those memories like camping out, but camping out mm-hmm. for a raffle ticket or like camping out for me for someone to like call my side. You know what I mean? Like it's too much. I got yeah. things to do. No. Dude, for for my grip story, yeah. I I was man, I was all over the place. Uh let's hear it. Oh, I know. Me and my brother in law, we like back then, the grape, the 2006 grape was uh, an LF oh release, right? God. So like not everybody had it. You yeah. had to find whatever store had it, right? Yeah. We went all the way down to, it might have been Fullerton, and there was like a warehouse shoe sale that had it, right? The warehouse shoe sale is like a, I think it's a SoCal um, exclusive chain. I don't think they have it everywhere. Right. But they had a, an LF account, and some of the stores were getting the grapes. So we drove all the way out there, and it was cooked already. There was like a long line, and they already handed out tickets before closing. Yeah, me and my brother-in-law were like, "Damn, like, we're gonna go." And the guys in line were like, "Oh, we heard Ontario Mills uh, has them at at this store." No, yeah, we went all the way from Fullerton to Ontario Mills. Um, That was like a two-hour drive, wasn't it? That's not two hours, but it was it was fucking long. I'll tell you. No, that's what I'm saying. Like almost an hour and a half, at least. 
Maybe an oh, hour. hour. I'll give it an hour. So yeah, we went all the way to Ontario Mills, um, and there was like a short line, and there were people lined out, uh, like uh, camped out, and eventually like, what happened? Freaking, I think security came and told us like we can't stay there. Like, no one's allowed on the premise till I think five a.m. So me and my brother-in-law, instead of the smart thing to do would have been just go home because uh, I don't live. I mean, I live far from Ontario, but it's not yeah. worth like staying there. But right. you can't run the risk of like, uh, all right, let's come back at 5 a.m. And you finally listen to the cops. <laughs> and when you come back, there's a long line of people who didn't care anyway. Right. Yeah. So we camped out around Ontario Mills the entire night. And we were like we're trying to avoid the cops security. We, we stayed at like the hotel parking lot across the street. Sheesh. And then. We finally show up. We run, we sneak from the hotel onto into the line where we were earlier, um, earlier than five a.m. or whatever time. So we're there in line. We're still pretty close to the front, and then um, people are starting to like get antsy and like talk shit and like, yo, if I don't get my size ten, I'm gonna juice somebody. Like almost like yeah, you know what I mean? Like it was getting crazy, and I was like, ah, God, I just want to get these shoes and get up out of here. And so what's crazy is that time comes up, the place opens up and I'm one of the first 10, 15 in line. So I get mine, but I, they're letting us all in one at a time. Right. We actually, I think we, they were telling us, they were letting us into the mall short, like one at a time and people were running, of course. Right. So I get to a store. I don't think they exist anymore. It's called against all odds. I've heard of that store. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for some reason, they had the grapes. And we, uh, we're in line, and they're like, just so you guys know, we don't actually have the grapes in store yet. They come, they're supposed to come on, like, uh, today, like that Saturday. They're like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to come in today at 2 p.m. And I'm like, shit, I've already been here, like, since last night, and I got to wait till 2 p.m. for these shoes to get here? And they're like, oh, well, you could buy it right now, get your receipt, and then just come back at 2 p.m. and pick up. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was like, well, shit, all right, cool. So I paid for it. It might, it might have been like 145 at the time. It was uh, like, one, like 160. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So I copped. I got them. I was like, yeah, I got my receipt. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, there was mad people talking shit. And I was like, hey, man, I got mine. Like, I'm out of here. So me and my brother-in-law, we're waiting. We both got our pairs, luckily. And we're waiting. And then uh, 1 o'clock hits. And they're like, well, actually, um, yeah, we'd wait until two. We're like, we're, we're, we're just checking. They're stuck at the, the FedEx facility down the street. We're like, all right, cool. It'll be here by two. Two o'clock hits. They're like, oh, actually, it looks like it's not coming until Monday. And we're like, yo, we've been here since like 10 p.m. last night. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Like, yeah. So we had to leave. I'm like a zombie at this point because I haven't slept. Uh and I was like, damn, I'm about to leave this camp out empty-handed. So I, I went to the Virgin Mega Store at the Ontario Mills and Cop, Lupe, Fiasco's Food and Liquor. <laughs> like a hard copy. I was like, at least I had something to leave with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we came back that Monday and got our shoes. And like, damn, dude, like this was such a mission just to get these. No, to I mean, he, he doubled up, right? Like, basically? Yeah, I mean, we both got our pairs. I didn't say I, I doubled up. I wouldn't have got two. I mean, I wish I could, but... But it's only, it's only one pair that you got, right? Yeah, I only got one okay. pair. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it, that grape five, that, that hits a... That hits a good spot. 
for me too. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you definitely appreciate like you listening to the the previous episodes. Yeah, it was wild. Like that release itself, that it was like one of the first LSU that, and then um they had that uh, it was like the laser print fives too, like the little like LSU mm, the orange green joints. Ones. Yep, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the undefeated fives and. Yeah, all of them. With the, with the, and they came with the crazy jeans that had the patches on it. Oh, like God. The, yeah, 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 yeah. And they all came with the matching jackets, too, which is yeah, yeah. what people didn't want to get. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, those are good times, man. I mean, just looking back, like, how shoes, how, how the shoe, the, how the sneaker you know, culture was, it was just, like, every man for himself. There's no bots. You just physically line yeah. up. Hey, you know, I mean, there's no watch, but it was camaraderie, right? You oh, it was camaraderie, man. Like, oh, Definitely. Cool. Yeah. You, everybody, I hated those people who were like, actually, what you saw is, oh, what you saw is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, like, people always say, oh, like, you better not get my 12 or my nine and a half. I mean, I could care less, man. Like, yeah. You know? So, wow, that, that's, that's a crazy yeah. story, Mike. Um, so yeah. we're almost at the very end of it. So, um, and I'll ask you this question. Um, what's your advice for people who, um, who wants to get into shoe designing and also who wants to get into like sneaker collecting? I know it's, it's crazy right now, but what, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what advice would you give them? Um, for both of them, just dive into it, right? Like when it comes to like working in the footwear industry and, and designing sneakers, uh, like I said earlier, like I'd always recommend going to pencil. I'm not sure what their situation right now is with COVID because back when I was going, uh, they would they would fly you. Oh, well, you had to pay for your ticket, but once you went to Portland, they'd pay for your, your uh, room and board. Like you'd have your own spot to stay. You just go attend the classes every day. But that that really, really gave me like the, the right tools to, to work in the industry. And if you really want to work in the footwear design, just like work your ass off because that that time when I like I said I gambled on myself like I was I was um, spending every single day just designing shoes um, coming up with crazy concepts doing whatever it took just to to keep uh, problem solving right and you asked me earlier like what is was it like for like designing shoes I forgot to mention that problem solving and storytelling are like the two most important things because any shoe whether it's a LeBron or a or a Kobe it's all about uh, solving a problem right. Um, hold on. I think my AirPods went out. That's all right. Okay, cool, cool. I can hear you. Oh, one AirPod works, but the other one doesn't. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, I can hear you. I can, I can still hear you. All right. Yeah. So it's uh, it's problem solving, right? So whether it's a LeBron or a Kobe, they have different problems to, to meet, right? Kobe, you want to be closer to the ground, quick response. LeBron, you need more impact protection, whatever, right? So it's um, it goes both ways. Like you have, there's there's problems to solve on both ends, right? So how do you solve that problem? And there's multiple ways to solve that problem. So design, just keep designing, keep sketching. No matter how crazy your ideas are, no matter how unrealistic it is, make it unrealistic. Then uh, keep drafting and toning it down, right? So I have to shoot with a freaking wing because it needs to fly. Yeah. And, okay, how can I make this realistic? How can I make this a design element, whatever, right? Like work at it. And then network. Network is another big thing because I guarantee, I think, I think one of the, the reasons I got hired at DC was that one of the guys was like, yeah, I was watching the Pencil. Pencil had a YouTube series 
um, that summer. And they were like, yeah, so the Pencil YouTube series. I thought it was really cool. It would be pretty interesting to interview you. Yeah. So they saw that on the resume and they're like, let's talk to this guy, you know. And then even um, opportunities after that, uh, I had a few interviews with like Nike. And that was because I was chopping it up with uh, one of the homies who worked at DC before and left to work at Nike. And if I didn't have these little connections or like have these good relationships with people, I never would have had these opportunities, right? Even if it was just an interview, granted it was for the wrong position. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it opens doors, right? Like I know a lot of uh, cool guys, sneakerheads, whether it's in collecting or in like sneakers in general, it's kind of like elite, elitist. You know, it's like, oh, I'm cool. I have all these shoes. Why am I going to help these people out? At least now it is kind of right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you're too cool for everybody else, you're going to shut your shut your doors to any other opportunities because no one's going to want to work with you, right? Like, you have to work with someone you like, and I'm not going to help out this person that I know I hate working with, you know? Yeah. So uh, networking and just constantly working at it, right? I think those are the, the most important things. In, in design and freaking collecting sneakers because if you want to collect sneakers it's kind of like all about who you need to know right or who you know it's a lot right? of connection so, too yeah so i think it works for both <laughs> definitely i'll keep that short because i know all my answers have been like no long. no no those are great yeah. Yeah, those are hey i appreciate like um those quite you know all the information or you know stories too that you gave us so so my my last question for you uh, mike and i appreciate you um you know coming on tonight um yeah, what questions do you have for me? Um, it was something that we kind of like skimmed over, but uh, what's your biggest player price purchase? Like, what was a? I, I guess that would be the reverse, right? Like, what's the cheapest thing that you got? That was what's the cheapest thing I've ever bought, like shoe wise? Yeah, what's the biggest come up? Well, let's, let's put it that come way. Come up. Right. Yeah. You want to know come up? Okay. So. I, I haven't told anyone because part of it too, part of the, part of the, um, how do I say it? Part of the fun of, of, um, of buying stuff is that you keep it to yourself, that mm -hmm. you cherish it, right? You, you're not that type of person that will brag like, yeah, I got this for cheap. Me, me, and, my, me, me and the homie RJ, like we, you know, it's all in good fun, right? We don't like, um, we don't like it's not for the flex yeah we're not flexing on instagram like yeah i got this for like 20 sometimes i do for fun you know for mm -hmm. fun i do it all for fun i'm not here for like to make to get likes or like get retweets but the biggest come up i've ever got it would be this was like a couple years ago at marshall's after work i was just you know what let me just check out what they got so i found uh, I found three pairs of uh, Comet de Garcon uh, black blazers. And oh, wow. They were, I think they were like $49.99 or $39.99. Mm -hmm. So imagine, right, a, a designer, designer yeah, Nike collab. They, and I, I still have them. Um, they're, in, they're, in my, <laughs> they're in my, like, uh, closet. Yeah, I still have, I sold, I sold one to the homie for retail. Like, you know, that's, because that's how you're supposed to do it, right? I, and mm -hmm. I sold one, I think I may have sold it for how, however they sold, I think maybe like 300, 350, I, yeah, I think yeah. like 300, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, because like, I was like, you know what, like this, this guy was like asking me like, hey, like I saw, I know you got those on, 
Because I told him, like, yeah, I bought these CDGs, but I didn't tell him how much I got them for. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like, you know, like, I'll sell them to you if you want. And then he's like, all right. He's like, a, like one of those, like, designer dudes. Like, yeah, I like I like uh, get these shoes. I, all right, 350 300 that's fine. So I still have a pair to myself. So, yeah, I mean, it was like $39.99 or $49.99. That was a, that was a come up for me because, like, Mar- Marshalls is, like, is one of the nice, like, you know, Marshalls, Burlington, Ross, mm-hmm. TJ Maxx once in a while because the, the all depends of, of like you know what you get um plato's closet um your local uh salvation army or you know your thrift stores mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've i've had my share like buying stuff at oh um another come up to ross long time ago in in, in uh, maryland nobody nobody cared for kobe's right like Kobe, it's uh-huh. like it's like foreign to us. Like, why why would someone want to wear Kobe's back in like 2006? I want to I want to wear like flight posits and phone posits. So I like me and my homie RJ we went to Ross. I think it was after hooping. Um, I came up with some Nike Karachi 2K4 the 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 gold lasers for mm. I think it was like 29.99. Damn, them shit. Them shits were like yeah. size thirteen, right? So I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, man, should I get these? And then you know, a good friend will tell you to get them no matter what. Hey, bro, like just double sock them. And I did. So uh-huh. <laughs> I bought them. Bought them for twenty nine ninety nine. At that same day too, I remember they there was um the do you do you remember the the picnic uh the the picnic uh, Air Max ones. Like it was mm-hmm. like the plaid yeah. blue ones, so yeah, yeah, I yeah, had yeah. a chance to get those for like twenty nine ninety nine or twenty four ninety nine. But you know what I'm saying? Like you were you were broke boys. I was broke boys back then, so I could only afford mm-hmm. to get one shoe. I was like, you know what? Let me get the Harachis. I get the Harachi two K fours. So sadly, I sold them because it, I was I was to that point where like you know I didn't want these anymore. But you know, like I bought I sold them for how much they were. In a reasonably, mm-hmm. I think I sold it for like maybe two fifty or two hundred. Oh damn! Yeah, so it's crazy, right? Like you, you come yeah. up, but like it's just like those small things. Oh, I know another flip, another um, <laughs> one more shoe I I caught for cheap. Do you remember when Monopoly was? You know they had their Monopoly at McDonald's, like they were giving. Yeah. yeah. So remember when Monopoly collab with Foot Locker that you get like a coupon, like ten dollars, twenty bucks off, like when you get like. No, what uh, was this? This was back in I say about two thousand eight or twenty ten. Oh, or bro, like they were they were collabing with Foot Locker, and uh, me and RJ, he was always uh-huh. he, he happens to always be there. I I actually give you two more. Oh yeah, yeah go for the it. One, the one with the Monopoly. I was like, you know, we were buying Monopoly. We were actually heavy on getting Monopoly stuff to like win stuff like prizes so like the mm-hmm. consolation prize was always like the the um the footlocker uh coupon so we actually got like it was like a 20 percent coupon 20 oh. percent coupon right so like this little yeah. thing right like we kept them in our wallets so like we went to a local foot action they had those um those kobe ones uh actually it was when when uh kobe went to nike and mm-hmm. uh you know they came out as the crazy ones so it was like the sunshine not sunshine but it was like the laker colorway those mm-hmm. shoes were like i think they were like 30 like maybe 
thirty, like twenty nine ninety nine. So on top of like the twenty percent off, I think we got it for like maybe fourteen bucks, fifteen bucks. Ooh. Damn, that's cool. DS2 and everything. And mm-hmm. one last one. Um, the we went to a local foot action. No, no, foot action, foot locker. We went to a local foot locker, just browsing around, just seeing, like, oh, uh, you know, let's see what else they got. So like the twenty ones came out. This was I think what yeah, 21s came out. No one was buying them. Every, the only pair that people care was the, the red suede's, right? And the gray yeah. suede's. The black, the black leather pair was on display. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was like 29. Yeah, it was 29.99. So I, I got 29.99? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. 29.99. 29.99. So like I got a pair. Uh, I actually got, yeah, I got a pair. I got my size. But RJ, he wears like a 10 and a, like 10 and a half. He actually he he bought the nine and a half because like who doesn't pass who who wants to pass yeah, on a twenty nine ninety nine yeah. shoe? So he made it work, but you know, eventually he sold it. So imagine like yeah. this the the full locker dude was like he couldn't believe like twenty nine ninety nine. I didn't even see it. Like he couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. Like I guess he wasn't that like you know, he wasn't like looking at the prices or whatnot. So like we showed him, like, hey, like you got you got my size. He got my size, and then RJ got the the tag pair, which is the display mm-hmm. size. So yeah, it was yeah. crazy, man. Oh, like man. those were good. Those are good memories, man. What's funny is that I mean, I used to work at at Champs, yeah, and like stuff like that would slip up. Like our store would randomly have a pair of like random size of shoes that we only had. Let's say we only had two pairs of left. Yep. Um, we just keep it in the back because no one's gonna purchase this. These one of these two random sizes. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it would come up in the system like, oh, these are on sale for so and so. Like I came up on a pair of uh, Kobe Seven. Uh, oh, which the, ones? The Concord colorway. It was like white, black, and purple. Yeah. And it's it's not just the regular one. It was the one that came in with the system. Yeah, the system, the, right? The yeah, big box, the re- right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The retail on those the system ones was like two twenty five. Yeah. And then uh, it came up in the system for like forty bucks. So. I used my employee discount and I scooped them for like thirty, twenty dollars or something Jeez. like that. Yeah, and then I was like, "Evan, I'm just gonna hoop in these." And I don't know if if you got to hoop in the Kobe Sevens, but they were terrible. They were terrible for hooping because like I heard. Yeah, they're like mad stiff. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, it just it wasn't good. So I freaking, I mean, regrettably now because you know Kobe's not here with us no more. Like yeah. I, I returned them. I returned them to the Nike outlet instead of returning them to my store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since the outlet had them in stores, they gave me $175 store credit. Nice. Yeah. And I used that to buy some like Nike IDs or whatever. But yeah, like if, if you ever worked at like Foot Locker, Champs, uh, Foot Action, yeah, like stuff like that in the system happens all the time. And I used to, um, when it was slow, I would like look up stuff in the system and just be like, all right. Wait, yeah, that was fun, man. Yeah. yeah. And you could like stock locate. I remember um, at some point my cousin wanted these, uh, the nines. Do you remember when they did that series of nines based on um, random characters? Yep. Uh, was it Leroy Smith? Yeah. 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 Motorboat Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a, a black and blue pair. I forgot what, what character it was. It might have been Motorboat. Oh, no, I think that's the red one, green one, right? Are we red is and it, yellow? Uh, is it the kid, the Kilroy's? No, no, it was it was like mainly black and and blue. Um, oh, okay. I'm not okay. sure if it was part of the yeah, but, but anyways, yeah. like my my cousin wanted it, and I looked it up in the system, and someone still had it in like Jersey, middle yeah. of Jersey, and you could stock locate 
and like just phone order or like order it through the system and then they'd have to order it or they'd have to ship it to us yeah so like i did it and the guy I, I'm, I'm guessing someone at the store was holding on to it because it was like 60 bucks uh-huh. uh yeah they were holding on to it for themselves because they'd have the employee uh appreciation oh okay. uh, yeah. yeah so it was like 50 percent off they were just waiting yep. for it to go yeah and i was like damn i almost came up on these like 60 dollar or it would have been cheaper because of my discount but yeah yeah that those are the days that was fun yeah you know like i said like we need trading stories like this that's why people won't appreciate like they will never i i mean we i hate to bribe but they won't appreciate like the the hunt right like the hunt and the thrill of finding something for so cheap Mm -hmm. that now i mean you just gotta appreciate it right you just gotta appreciate everything that you went what you went through you stopped located it you randomly went to a Foot Locker. You see a twenty nine ninety nine Jordan twenty one shoe, or you use a, a McDonald's Monopoly coupon uh-huh. on some you know Adidas uh, crazy ones. Those things like yeah. I always like. You, you just gotta just cherish them, right? No matter what. Yeah. So uh, do you remember when NT would have the the employee appreciation, not employee appreciation, but the friends and family coupon? Oh my god! Nike side. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, like they, do, they stopped doing that when I worked there. Yeah, I, I think. It might have been like the year I started working there. They're like, we're not going to do this anymore. But yeah, uh, friends yeah. and family was fun. Nike, yeah, shout out to Nike Talk. Like they, they basically, uh, it, it's a, it's a close knit, it's a close knit, uh, like community. Like I, I'm sure you have like like Nike Talk, like NTLA, like people's. You know what I mean? Like those, those are cool homies. Like you know, you and like other other people. But yeah, like Nike Talk too. Like that, that was like fun, man. Like. I was I participated in like like summits, like uh, you saw like like my my last picture on my Instagram, that was like yeah, the yeah. Part, that was so throwback though. Like I was looking at my old heart, like holy crap! Like I found like the first like summit. Like people never believe me. Like you went you went to like meet up with a bunch of dudes talk about sh- like bro. Like, you just <laughs> yeah, didn't it's, know. We to take now, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah, then people I, were like, I, I "How is that? that? Yeah, it's crazy." Crazy times. Yeah, it's fun, man. So, yeah, um, you know, thanks, uh, Mike, for uh, you know for sharing your your stuff. So, uh, before the like plug in like your your social media, like where 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 can they find you? Oh yeah, um, on I think all social media platforms. I'm just underscore Iron Mike, um, I R O N M I K E. That's Instagram, Twitter. That's I mean those little main spots you'll find me. Uh, I'm pretty active on both. So yeah, God, follow me. I'll follow back. You know, <laughs> of course, of course. And we, and I'm sure, like, if if the Lakers do win, can we expect you to see you know see another another shirt down the road? Oh, you know, I what's funny is that I when I had the the first order of shirts, I had to shut it off because there were so many people and I I uh, couldn't get to all of them. Uh, that people afterwards were like, oh yeah, if you make more, I'll I'll, I'll purchase. So if anything, if they win um i might reopen and make some more of the shirts uh maybe even do a different color but uh i have another design uh kind of cooking up and i'll explain that to you after the pod it'll for take sure, a longer time sure, to do yeah. it but uh that's cool yeah man. we'll we'll see uh you yeah, me follow me and i'll keep you guys posted you know that's cool all right so that wraps up episode 15 with mike uh reyes thank you so much you guys have a good night thank peace you. later